This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Well, I got to roll this out for you, ladies and gentlemen. You know it. Our friends from the Tripping on Air podcast, they're really into the holiday spirit. They're giving away a ton of prizes as part of the 2022 MS Holiday Gift Guide. Go to ami.ca slash TOA contest to review that list of prizes and enter for your chance to win. The contest closes tonight at 11.59 p.m. 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. It is done. So get to it, folks. Please, one set of entries per day. (laughs) So today, just do it once, but get in there and get it done. Winners will be contacted via email and listed on the uh, Tripping On Air Instagram page. Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald, wishing you the best of luck there at that contest. And uh, I'm at the Home Studio London, Ontario. She's at the Home Studio in Toronto. Well, we've talked about... We've talked about movies and holiday TV programming to keep us occupied during the holidays. But how about some other kinds of audio entertainment? We talk audio entertainment and tech with Mike Fair on Thursdays. And today, let's talk about taking a trip to England in 1985. You can play as Chief Inspector Alex Wells in a debut interactive audio game from a brand new developer. And this is very, very exciting. So, Mike, you're going to give us your review of Evidence 111. Is it 111, 111, 111? Yeah, Evidence 111. 111. Okay. So, my first kick at it today was the right one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how'd you yeah. hear about the game? And we have something to do with this a little bit at AMI. Yes, you did. I, I didn't know about this one until you brought it to my attention, Ramya. You sent me, I guess they reached out to you. And uh, and that's, that shows a distinct awareness that is is all too lacking in the, the game development community. You know, this is a small company. It's terrific that they knew enough to reach out to you. And then after... I heard from you about it. I looked into it. And of course they had contacted Applevis and other places mm-hmm. as well and had, had really done a considerable uh, amount of work spreading the game. And they, they knew where to, you know, to, to uh, touch base with people to really get people energized and talking about it before they released it. So that, that hats off to them, uh, whoever's helping them with that, or if they're doing it themselves as they're working on the game, I uh, can only imagine the level of stress involved in finishing one of those things off. No but uh, it's it's wonderful that they've uh, done this. Yeah, and getting it publicized out there, just trying to know where to go, uh, really, really wonderful to them, too, for having some ideas of, hey, we could go here, we could go there. So, Mike, talk about these folks. Uh, what do we know about the company behind this game? Yeah, it's called Play By Ears. Uh, it's a small company from the Czech Republic, and uh, they're, uh, one of them is a sound designer, and he has experience working in movies. He's worked on some popular movies and uh, wanted to create a branching audio story. And so this was, I, I, it looks like kind of his idea, and then the, the company got behind it, and they got uh, actors involved and uh, really were able to tap into some top talent to pull this off. Uh, so it, that's it's amazing what they they've been able to put together. 
uh, with a small team. The other, I think another one of them composed the music and then sourced uh, music from other artists as well. So you hear some songs during the, uh, you know, the, the presentation of the game and it's, it's, it's really well packaged, well put together. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it sounds really cool that they would dedicate so much of their time and uh, effort and resources into something like this. What's this story about in this audio game? So this game, you are Inspector Alice Wells. Uh, she is, uh, in, in, in 1985, when the game begins, uh, it, 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 she gets a call, a mysterious call about an incident. She was involved 10 years earlier uh, in an incident where, uh, and you sort of go through this in the tutorial of the game, uh, where uh, a 10-year-old uh, child, unfortunately, loses her life as a result of a police chase. And she's, uh, that mistake has been hanging over her head uh, for years and never really quite come to light. And uh, she gets a phone call uh, in, as the game begins in 1985. And it's from someone who clearly knows more uh, than anyone should about this incident in the past. And to avoid any unpleasantness, he is instructed to come to this hotel, uh, this uh, in in uh, sort of out of the way on an island in uh, in England. So she sets off, uh, and and the game takes place at this hotel where she has to try and figure out, okay, how do I head off? You know, obviously this is a, this could end her career if she hand, handles it badly. Uh, and, and things come to light uh, into the right people. So she wants this to go away, but she's got a splitting headache. She's got uh, the blackmail kind of looks like it's happening. And then a, 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 you know, a, a boy goes missing and uh, in the hotel. And there's this hysterical mom frantically looking for her missing child. And you know, she, of course, can't just sit idly by. Uh, she, she has to... Uh, step in and solve this case as well. So it's it's all about the choices she makes as she wrestles with, you know, how do I stay out of the limelight? And then I, how can I you know, make everything end as well for everybody involved as, as possible? Uh, and who is doing this to me and why, right? In terms of the blackmail, right? Because she's got that, that personal matter to solve. Uh, you know, why is this happening to her? And is this all a coincidence or is it all related? So lots of questions and a really good cast of uh, characters and suspects, uh, you know, in this hotel on this isolated island. So very, very well put together. Yeah. Yeah. So how do the players interact with the game then? Well, the controls are really simple. Uh, You don't need voiceover, so you can turn that off as, uh, as you begin the game. And you can... Click up with one finger in the main menu to activate visually impaired help mode, and the game will then just talk all the way through. Every, there are uh, recorded voice prompts and, uh, and menu options and things all the way through. So you swipe up with two fingers if you want to access the help for to hear the options, how to control things. You pause by uh, swiping down with two fingers. Uh, you can skip scenes you've already heard by flicking right with two fingers uh, and uh, have a, a, a segment repeated by sw- swiping left with two fingers. And to make choices in the game when you're given options, 
you swipe right for the first one, down for the or left, right for the first, left for the second, down for the third. When there, there are three, sometimes there are three options. Other times it'll just be two, and you do that with one finger for those swipes. So it, the controls are really, really easy and uh, very easy to master. And it, it, the game was made from the word go, right from the start, to be accessible to uh, blind people as well as for sighted people. It was made for everybody, not just blind people. So they say, you know, give your eyes a rest. All that that sighted people would see are very simple controls. So there's there's no they don't get any advantage from looking, and uh, so we're all on a, on an even uh, playing field. Okay, I mean it's really uh, it does sound like they've made it as intuitive as possible without having to use all the things that you're used to, you know, screen readers and swiping gestures and um, all that stuff. Otherwise, and it's I appreciate hearing that aspect of it. How long does it take to actually play the game? Well, it, it basically runs about an hour per playthrough, and there are 10 different endings to the story, depending on your choices going through the game. It keeps track, and you will get, you know, if you make different choices, you will lead to a different ending. So I've, I've uh, gone, yeah, played it about three times, so about uh, less than three hours, I guess, in that range, because you can skip, if you've heard dialogue before, you use that uh, two-finger swipe right to skip a scene and get right to the next choice point. So, uh, you know, most players, I would say, will get at least, you know, a good three hours, uh, possibly as many as five, if you, if you really pursue a lot of the different endings. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that anyone's going to have, you know, it, it wears thin after a while because you're going, going over so much of the same ground uh, for chunks of the game. So, But you probably could, you know, play it, you know, four times and, you know, have enough different things happen to, to maintain engagement, maintain interest. Okay, man. All right. It's, it's interesting, that's for sure. And, yeah, I think those are the things kind of you watch out for when you're getting into something like this. But, okay. How was the Sound of Music? Sound of Music were top-notch. These people know what they're doing in terms of that. In both uh, the sound was really binaural audio so you get that surround effect where it goes you want to play this game wearing earbuds or headphones because you, you it makes full use of that the storm sounds are particularly noteworthy but everything when they move around the rooms when they open doors anything like that you know when you hear things behind doors that are closed right it all sounds like it like it would like it sounds natural like you're standing there listening so they really really good job with that music kind of heightens the mood, uh, they have cues sort of in the game like a movie would, so you get that sense of suspense mounting, and, and you know, especially when you're dealing with the possibility that the hotel might be haunted and so forth. So uh, a lot of really good uh, sound work and music. Yeah, and how about the acting? We have to follow up about that too. Absolutely. The acting is top-notch. Again, they had Zoe Robbins, who was in... Uh, uh, he, she was uh, Alice Wells, the lead character, and she was in the Shannara Chronicles uh, as as well as Wheel of Time. So a couple of big series on streaming that you might have heard over the pandemic. You might hear familiar voices. Ro- Rosamund Pike uh, is another popular actor that got involved. Like a lot of that uh, happened because they were approaching this with accessibility in mind, actually. Apparently the actors really clued in on that and uh, they were able to attract like really, you know, talent who went well above what they had to, and uh, so they they did wonderful performances there. 
those two really stole the show. Uh, but then you have the actor who played uh, the chef, Mr. Rogers, who I thought was just brilliant too. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he he did a really good job. So listen out for him, the angry chef. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll have a good laugh at him. Uh, so a lot of good acting there, and uh, they, they all took their parts seriously, and uh, just just a really smoothly delivered game. There were no little glitches or anything like that. It was very very well put together on that on those terms. And then background with all that '80s music, I'm sure it gives you that nice feel for it. Yes, exactly. Yep, you really do get that sense of location and where you are. And the music never trumps story or sound. It's just there when it needs to be. So very well mixed and balanced. That's the uh, that's the decade where mainly music, pop, and whatever top hits were really mixed into a lot of TV shows. So I'm sure it'll give you that feel that way, Michael. Was the game worth the price? I would say you know go in with the right expectations. This is an this is an interactive movie. Okay, so if, if you go in with that mindset, it's about four ninety nine US or the equivalent. So I paid about six ninety nine uh, for my copy. And it's like you'd pay for like renting a movie. See, I would say you're getting the same amount of entertainment in a totally accessible, audible way that is interactive. So if you think about it that way, I'd say yes. Now, if you're as jaded as someone like me who's played everything under the sun, you might wish that they had put more. Like the game, that's the only thing in the game is making choices. There's no other elements, no inventory management, no combat, no puzzle solving, really. Uh, anything like that. Um, so in that sense, you, you play through it a few times, you get to the endings that you really care about, and you get to that point of saturation where there's really no point in playing it again. So it does, it wears thin after a while, but your first at least couple of experiences are going to be really, you know, top, top notch uh, in terms of just the presentation and the sound. So if you like mm-hmm. a good police procedural, uh, you know, you, you're going to like this game. I really like that way of thinking about it, Mike, as something you would pay for in another sense and then putting that money towards this kind of audio entertainment, especially for the the kind of work that they've put into it. Mike, thanks for featuring it. Awesome review. Absolutely. It's a fun thing to review and, and certainly pass some time over the weekend, that's for sure. Definitely. We'll see if he tries all 10 endings, though. Mike Fair joining us on Thursdays for audio entertainment and tech highlights. That was Evidence 111. Up next, folks... Fern Lullum shares the story of John McFall, a man whose ambitions are out of this world. We'll find out how and in what way in two minutes. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.